Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Oh 
blessing to be back on on air. It's good to see all you folks there in the chat room, the ones that are there, and it's all also I appreciate you want appreciate the ones that's going to download the program. Before the program started, I uh, was talking about surgery and everything that took place, and and um, how everything went and everything. I'm gonna let Brother Steve tell you because it was a big uh, deal about the rehabilitation and this, that, and the other, and. Uh, just say the Lord answered your prayers to the umpteenth degree. Um, it had been so. I mean, there's people talking about this. This honest to God truth. Steve can tell you himself. They're talking about it in the home health care center and places like that about how they've never seen anything like what took place. So, praise um, the Lord. The the rehab is went. And last night at one thirty. Okay, let me just let Brother Steve. Brother Dave, go ahead and open us in the word of prayer, and then Brother Steve will take it over, okay? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Father, we give thanks for this evening, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you're answering prayer continually. You have the ear of your children, and and you hear us call to you. You hear us cry to you. You hear us speak to you because we're just as if we never sinned because of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you delight in us because of the blood of Jesus. We're your children, and you delight to hear from us, and we give you thanks for the answered prayers of of last meeting where we prayed for Pastor Don, but I also thank you for all the prayers that you've ever answered for us, and even all the prayers that we just whispered or thought in our mind, and you even answered those. And Father, in Jesus' name, I just lift up to you the all those who are in need tonight, Joe in Vancouver, Lord, that you would meet his needs, and uh, Sergio, that you'd meet his needs, Lord. I give thanks for Brother Steve Lipsy, Lord, and in First Corinthians twelve twenty-eight, it says, "And God has set some in the church: first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments." diversity of tongues Lord we give you thanks for the gift of helps that you've given brother Steve and that he's able to do so much for the ministry we pray Lord that you bless him mightily for all his work and service to you and to Pastor Don and tonight Lord we pray that the topics that are questioned the topics that are brought forth are ones that are brought forth by the Holy Spirit and we pray that everything that is said and done tonight bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. 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 How are you guys doing tonight? Good, Brother Steve. How are you? I'm doing fine. I just need to tell you guys how this thing went down. Now, in 2014, I had my left one done, and then 15, I had my right one done. And when I left the hospital, I was not able to bend my leg a fourth of an inch. I couldn't lift my leg off the... I couldn't do anything. I was wheeled to the car, opened the back seat. They pulled me through the back seat. I couldn't do anything. My rehab lasted about four months before I was just about able to do anything. So in saying that, when I talked to Don, I said, Don, I better bring the car... (laughs) instead of my little old Ford Ranger, because you're not going to be able to 
bend your leg, and I don't want you to have to ride in the back of the truck. He said, no, just bring the truck. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so I get over here and pick him up, and he comes out in the wheelchair and stands up, bends his knee at a 90-degree angle, and gets in the front seat of my truck, which was amazing. Praise the Lord. And then we drove home, and he he can do anything with that leg, just about anything he wants to do with that leg at this point. He's still got a ways to go, but the Lord answered everyone's prayers uh, tremendously. And then on top of all that, last night I was in the shower with a backache at 1 o'clock. Don was laying on the couch. And I heard some screaming and rattling going on. I didn't know what was going on. And he had walked out the back door and slipped and fell right on the knee that he just had surgery. Right on it. So we had to get him to the car, get to the emergency room. It was bleeding all over the place. They did some x-rays on it. Uh, X-rays showed perfect. Nothing had happened. It just busted it open. And on top of that, I had 12... Uh, staples. They didn't even staple Don's leg together. Didn't put sutures in it. It was just glued together some kind of way. It was remarkable. And for the way this man has been able to walk around and uh, he is in a little bit of pain, but for the things he's doing, has been absolutely amazing. And I must tell you guys, the Lord has to get every bit of the credit for this and uh, for y'all's prayers. It's been tremendous. Uh, you would never know that he went through what he did. And I'm going to tell you all something. A knee replacement, they say, is not like surgery. It's more like uh, building a house or something. It's carpenter work. They cut the top, they cut the bottom, they take the knee and they throw it in the garbage can. Then they drill a hole in the top and a hole in the bottom bone. They stick the new stuff down in it and glue it and then put your kneecap back on and sew you back up, or in his case, they just glued it back together. But he has done tremendously. I imagine within a month, and I'm not exaggerating, Don will probably be pretty much back to normal, unless he may get it, if he gets an infection, which I don't foresee that happening. But I just had to tell you guys the just how tremendous it was. It's it just mind-boggling to me. Because, like I say, I went through both of them, couldn't do nothing for months on end. And uh, for him to be doing what he's doing has just been tremendous. And, and, and we know that the Lord Jesus Christ gets all the praise and glory for that. Yes, amen. So thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank every one of y'all for praying for him. He's doing all right, and uh, I think things are going to be just fine. I don't know. We were talking about the other knee. I don't know. <laughs> If he would go through that or not, but the way this last one turned out, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. But I just want to tell every one of y'all, thank you so much for your prayers. You know the Lord will do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think. But And he did it. He did it for Don, and uh, I appreciate y'all's prayers that I know he does as well. And uh, just want to let y'all know the update. He's doing great, standing right here beside me now, whereas I couldn't stand up to save my life. But it's just been remarkable. So thanks for y'all's prayers, guys, and uh, and may the Lord continue to bless y'all and keep him in your prayers, if you will. Hallelujah. Okay.
Amen. All right. Okay, brethren. Here we are. And I appreciate it from the depths of my heart, guys. I really do. Oh. Uh, I didn't want to say all that. Y'all say I was big thing I was exaggerating, but um uh, it's been a blessing. Now the pain, like he said, yeah, there's pain. But uh the mobility and everything is is remarkable. They they in rehab, as Steve didn't know about this, in rehab the people that were in rehab with me were being wheelchair wheelchaired around, barely lifting their leg and I was walking up and down the hallways. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, praise the Lord. And uh, they gave me, they called me a chance. It was, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what they did. They they let everybody in the county around here know about this guy that was in rehab down in Dothan, Alabama, that's already walking. That they did. That, that they come here to the house today. We heard about you, Mr. Spears. And I've never seen these people before. So that's how big a deal it was. That's how big a deal it was, and it's all because of y'all's prayers, folks. They, they really, God really answers your prayers. Y'all don't know how many people you prayed for that they really do appreciate it, like Steve's mama and other people that that y'all have touched with your prayers. God answers prayer, people. It's not just something, not, not no ritual we go through when we pray. And we especially you guys, when you pray, God's listening to you. That should increase your faith. That should increase your your love for the Lord, knowing that He cares enough to listen to what you got to say. Amen, brother Dave. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen, my man. And brother, brother Chad, I'm glad you made it, brother. Oh yeah. You heard Hallelujah. that, from brother Steve. Hallelujah. Yeah, I got in just wow. That's praise the Lord, man. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do not underestimate prayer. What does it Never. say? The, 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 uh, the, the, uh, what's the, the prayer of the fervent man availeth much? Amen. Moves mountains in life. And we take that, see, the, the bad thing about it, guys, we take this stuff for granted. We all do. I do. You do. We all take it for granted to a certain Amen. degree. When it's such a privilege, look, listen, we are in contact with the Creator of everything. Amen. Verbal contact. Two-way. Two-way street. It's not a one-way street. A lot of people think it's a one-way street, that we pray, 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 and we never get answers or we don't have any contact. We do have contact both ways. Once once you start understanding spiritual discernment, once you start understanding the still, small voice of the Lord, I don't want to get all woo-woo on you, but some of y'all ought to know what I'm talking about by now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then you'll understand we have two-way communication with the Creator, okay? And He loves you, and He wants you to be obedient. And He does every all these things to give you reasons to do it. He doesn't. It's It's like this. Never in the history... Of civilization has judgment brought repentance. Did you know that? Judgment of God never brings repentance. It's the the Bible tells you it's the love, long suffering, and mercy of God that brings repentance. Judgment only brings more hatred to God. 
It's like the whole book of Revelation. All the judgments that come down, bam, bam, bam. There's nobody repenting. They're cursing God to his face. Judgment does not bring repentance. Chastening and scourging to his children brings repentance. That's a different ball game. That's not judgment. That's out of love. Judgment is getting what you deserve, okay? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yes. But judgment does not bring repentance. There's a lot of people out there that try call themselves teachers and preachers. They don't even know the difference themselves. Oh, if we only had the judgment of God, it would make a great revival. I'm sorry, folks. It does not do that. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. If, if if you think that the judgment that came down every time the the world wars there wasn't it didn't bring about no no great repentance anywhere there were no great revivals because of the world wars we've had no the love and mercy of God is what brings that leads men to repentance but anyway enough about me and that um, tonight we were going to um. Go over some things in Isaiah. I, I had had uh, some backup stuff that I wanted to hit in case any of y'all folks didn't have nothing to talk about. But let me shut my mouth and see if y'all have got any questions. So I'll go ahead and answer them. We'll get talk about something you want to talk about. But if you don't, we'll talk about some other stuff. So go ahead, brother, Dave, brother Chad, brother Dave. You guys, anybody in the chat room? Anything that we've topics that we've covered in the last two or three weeks that you may have uh, a question about or want to uh, delve a little bit more into, something that I wasn't clear on that you want me to clarify as best I can, we'll cover that. So, I'm just so happy that you're doing okay in the prayers are answered, man. I'm I'm just late. I can't think. So whatever's on your heart, amen. So yeah. Praise the Lord. That's all I can say. Well, I tell you what, give the guys time in the chat to think about this, okay? Yeah. And, and y'all feel the airtime of a little speak or something because I've got to go to the restroom right this second, okay? Uh-huh. So y'all don't let the dead airspace get us, okay? I'll be right back. Okay. So you oh, just got man. back from Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, another day in the uh, Babylon North there, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. There was this guy who was like, uh, he looked like one of those yogi guys from over in India. You know, those guys who mm-hmm. got the garbage, garbage bins and, and, and live in uh, 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 graveyards and such. Oh, wow. White, white guy, though, you know, blue eyes, but he's got like all the matted, dreaded hair with like some sort of like thing hanging out of it. And this guy's got a devil in him. He's carrying his bed, he's carrying his bedroll with him, right? Just, just a, wow. you know, like a comforter or whatnot, and he's, he's walking on, he comes in, he's doing this, like, tricky stuff with his hands, asking people for change, for change, for change, right? So I just look him in the eye, and like, think you're doing all right, my man? And he just, like, looks at me with these piercing eyes, and I'm like, uh, you got an unclean spirit in you, don't you? And then it just, oh, man, it just, then it, then it was on, right? <laughs> then it was on. I was pleading the blood of Jesus Christ, and I was preaching the cross up and down, and so that there was enough people around, and there was the one, one girl sitting right beside me here, and she, and she was like, amen. Amen. I'm like, oh, you believe you love Lord Jesus Christ? He's like, yes, I do. I'm like, well, 
You know, he says, whenever two or, two or three gather in my name, he's in the midst of us. And I said, I'd like to welcome the Lord Jesus Christ on, onto this streetcar here. The Lord Jesus Christ is, is here, and he is present. And I plead the blood of Jesus Christ on this man. He has a, a, a devil in him, and his guy was going berserk, man. Oh, my Lord. He had to, of course, wow. he had to be, these demonically possessed guys, they never deny Christ, ever. In my experience, whenever I plead the blood on them, they do not deny Christ. They'll, they'll try right. and, and say he doesn't have power. Just not the other thing, but they will not deny him. Mm-hmm. They will just eventually just have to walk away, and then you walk down this and start crazy on someone else. So that was my little uh, jaunt in in uh, in uh, Toronto. That was on my way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Was he? Uh, did you say he was an Indian, like uh, East Indian, Hindu, or? He looked like one. He was a white guy. Mm-hmm. He was he was a white guy, Caucasian, but he looked fully like one of these like. Yogi guys right out of East India, like like he was. Oh, wow. okay. For these guys, like it's actually it's it's a spiritual thing for them to eat garbage and 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 not do anything. And I I said to him, I'm like I said he's asking for money. I said it'd probably do you do you uh, uh, be wise for you just to get a haircut and and present yourself um, neatly and get yourself a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's what I said to him. <laughs> Right. And, and the girl, was, the, the girl that loved Jesus right there was like, "Amen," <laughs> you know. And he's like, and he just like go crazy, you know. Have you ever had to, you know, not want to cut your hair and this and that to get a job? I'm like, no, you know, I've never not wanted to change my appearance, you know, and clean my face and wash my face and cut my hair to get a job. What are you talking about? <laughs> and there were these these niggers that were just up there too. They were getting the gospel too, man, because they were like they weren't having none of it, right? They're like, oh, geez, what's going on here? Everybody's just going silent, and I'm just bleeding the blood on this guy. And <laughs> it's just like, wow, power, the power of the Lord, man. That's that's what that's the theme, you know. He answers prayers, and and you and you, you know, when you have the Holy Spirit, and you and you bring yeah. him into the conversation, you plead the blood. The mm-hmm. results are there, and anyone that was able to witness that got got the cross, man. So at least ten or twelve people got the cross, and they won't have any excuse either. So. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sounds good, brother. Amen. Yeah. Did anybody have any questions in the chat? Anybody say anything? Hello? I'm not on the computer right now. Brother Dave, do you you see anything? You're on that bad telephone. I know that. Let me uh, me do the... Hold on. Just nerve had to go. He didn't have sound. Is that any better? Can you hear me better? Brother Don? Yeah. Does that sound better? No. No. You're still down in a well. Okay, hold on. You say somebody had a question and they lost sound or something, Brother Dave? No, they just, they're retiring for the evening because they can't get the sound on TalkShoe. Oh, Brother okay. Merv over in Ireland. Okay. Okay, Brother Don, does that sound any better? Yes, that's a little well, better there. Okay, good. But um, And Brother Brian, it'll be good to hear from that other email you're supposed to send to. Brother, we'll just leave it at that. You know what I'm talking about, um, the privacy part of it. You understand what I'm saying. It'll be good to hear the, hear, hear the story. But anyway, since nobody's got anything, I'll try to get the, the spiritual thought back and, and pick up this thing where I was at this morning, first three hours, about from six till nine this morning, or seven till ten, something like that, before all the 
stuff started happening. Let's go to Isaiah chapter um, 49, and maybe it'll it'll hit me again. The Spirit of God will show it back to me again as we go through these, read a little bit in these chapters. But it had to do with God's division, about what I'm always talking about. I make I made a point the other night. I left you guys with the the three stages, uh, the three classifications of salvation, with Egypt, the typology being Egypt, Samaria, Assyria, and uh, Israel, remember? Correct. There's another place that's even better than that, actually, and I think it's in Isaiah 49, so let's go to Isaiah, it's in the first four verses of, I think, Isaiah chapter 49, so let's, let's try that and see if it's there. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 49, verse 1. Hold on just a second, brother. Let me get there because I'll recognize it the moment I see it, okay? Uh, I'm in Psalms now. Uh, Isaiah 49. All right, go ahead, brother. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken, ye people, from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver hath he hid me. What in the world? Stop right there just saying. What is the Lord talking about there? Now, now as we get down through here, folks, remember how I have shown you in the past how the Lord how the Lord works, especially in these major prophets. All right, how the and especially in Isaiah, how he will be going going down through the scriptures, and he'll have the con. You'll think you've got the context just right, and then out of nowhere will come this off the wall verse. Chad, you know what I'm talking about, Dave. You remember me uh, yes. showing it over and over and over again. So keep that in mind as we go down through. He's talking about Isles. Yeah. And this hidden quiver thing, okay, watch what watch what comes up. Go ahead. Well, okay. Oh, was you going to say something? Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I, I thought you were asking what's he talking about. And, and I always thought he was talking about himself and the Lord Jesus well, Christ. Well, of course, that, that's exactly what he's talking about. Yes, amen, <laughs> brother. <laughs> okay. And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Uh, so, uh, I thought he was talking about... The Lord Jesus. Now he says, Oh Israel. Mm-hmm. You see how he switched there? Yeah, another. Okay, no, now let's watch and let's let's watch some more switches coming up quickly. Verse four. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught, and in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob. Okay, stop. Talking about the tribes of Jacob. We have emanations of the Lord Jesus Christ so far, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, did he not start off talking about isles? Yes. Island. Okay? Keep the, keep the context in mind, and then watch what's coming next. Go ahead, verse 6. Mm-hmm. And to 
the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and his Holy One. Oh, to him, Jesus popped up all of a sudden. Right, it, just, it makes the, the uh, differentiate differentiates right there. Immediately let you know his Holy One, okay? Yes, the now Redeemer. Watch, now watch what's coming next. To him who man despises, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. And all this, the Lord has, from the very beginning, right on down through calling out the Holy One of Israel, the emanations in an allegorical speak, so to, so to speak, he talks about this quiver hidden that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he talks about the Holy One. Then he says, as a light to the Gentiles. The Lord himself quotes this himself in the New Testament, as Paul quotes it also in the book of Acts. Continue on. Uh, verse 9, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, shew yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he, hath, he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Behold! These shall come from afar, and, lo, these from the north, and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. He, he, but will, Zion, he, will be comfort, he has comforted his people. Who would his people be in the context of what he said? The Isles, the Gentiles. Everything Gentiles. above. Yes. Israel, the Gentiles. And, and everything above. Continue on. And sign them there, if I remember correctly, is the land of the Orient. Yes. You're absolutely correct. I'm glad you caught that, Brother Dave. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, verse 13. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. See that? You, you, you see the jealousy that's going on here? All of a sudden, Zion says that you done forgotten me. But why did he say that? 
because of everything above here. Folks, there, there is, this, 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 this is so loaded theologically once you start breaking it down. And we haven't even got to the point that I'm, lo- that I'm looking for. Just keep on going, brother. Can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste. Thy destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to thee. As I live, saith the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all, and as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. For thy waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow by reason of thy inhabitants, and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. The children which thou shalt have, after thou hast lost the other, shall say again in thy ears, The place is too straight for me. Give place to me that I may dwell. Then then shalt thou say in thine heart, Who hath begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children, and am desolate, a captive, and removing to and fro? And who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where had they been? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles, and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders, and kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I I will save thy children. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood, as with sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Now, now, folks, let me tell you something. This whole chapter right here plainly shows God's number one choice. It shows a second, and I'll show you this in just a second. I think it's in the next chapter. Let me click over there and make sure before I make the comment I'm fixing to make. It starts off by talking about Jeshurun. Jeshurun. Uh, Maybe check chapter 48, brother, while I'm looking in chapter 50. He starts off by talking about Jeshurun, which is Israel. Right. 
Um, don't see it. All that chapter does is shows you of God's blood shed for the whole world. And it shows you the primary source, the primary source for the whole book, primary source for salvation is Israel. But it does not kick out everybody else. Contrary to what's taught, it just, you have to destroy the book to teach otherwise. But the thing, people don't understand the category and the privilege that is being in the three categories. There's there's different privileges. There's different divisions. And the privileges are different in each category. That's what I've been teaching you guys for five years. And what you've got out there is rank heresy that tries to teach that there's only one category and one group. It's rank heresy is what it is. God chooses, he plays his favorites. That's why you have elect, and that's why you have the called, and that's why you have the chosen. It is definitely Blatant heresy to teach otherwise, and I'll I'll go to bat with anybody about it, because you can tell all the way through, all the way through the major prophets, God, it's kind of like something He keeps hidden underneath. It's kind of like a even calls it a mystery. And if you pay close attention when you're reading, you can see this. No reason to get upset about somebody. That you don't that you, that you can't stand despise that's 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 left their um, habitation even though in the natural we're not supposed to have anything to do with them that's plain and simple Old Testament and New Testament but as far as God is concerned he's got a whole chapter where he says look I created everything and I made it and I'm on this is just a paraphrase and I'll do with it as I please. I created good and I created evil, and I'm going to do as I please. Y'all know you've heard, you've read the verses, right? Yes. And see, that's in God's hands. And to if when you start taking sides against what the Father says, you in a heap of trouble. Amen. And that's what's out there. And I'm and I'm sick of hearing about it because it does it produce holiness, sanctification. Does it put the Lord Jesus Christ in his preeminent place? Does it put the Father in his number one place? Absolutely not. If you can't see that it doesn't do anything but build pride in the human heart, then you haven't got a spiritual thermometer at all. Can I get an amen? Oh, amen, amen. Amen. Now, I'm looking for the verse at the start of a chapter, and somewhere right, it's in either in 47, 48, 49 or 50, where he starts that talking about Jacob, then he'll talk about Israel, and then he'll mention Jeshurun. God always talks about Jeshurun when he's talking about cast off Israel. Right, but Jeshurun is only mentioned three times, and it's in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and chapter 33. Jeshurun is mentioned in Isaiah. Oh, it must be spelt different than... Yeah, it'll, it'll be... It'll, it, there's two ways it's spelt, brother. Ah, uh, okay, right. The one I spelt was J-E-S-H-U-R-U-N. What's Let the me, other one? Let me, I'm trying to I'm trying to think, brother, on the fly. Let me see. I tried Ron, but just you, Ron, but that didn't work. Uh, well, they're talking about the house of Jacob in, in 48. Uh 
verse 1. Mm-hmm. Hear this. Hear read ye this. The, read the Jacob. first three verses in 48. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord. There's and three make different this. classifications right there in one verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In one verse, three different classifications, right? It's always three, folks. It's always three. Continue reading. Uh, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel. Chapter 48, that's where it's good. This is where chapter is going to be in, I believe. That I saw it this morning, and it rang the bell. Let me go and look myself and see if this it is. Let's see. Go ahead. Go keep on reading. It's all good anyway. Go ahead. But uh, yes, uh, and make mention of God of Israel, but not in truth nor in righteousness, for they call themselves of the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. Did anybody pray? Did we pray? I need to pray. Oh, uh, Brother Dave opened in prayer. Okay, I wasn't there. Okay, that, that's what you get for being late, brother. <laughs> well, Heavenly Father, guide guide my reading, guide my spirit, Lord. In your Amen. precious name, for your glory, Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, verse 2, For they call themselves of the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth. And I showed them, I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and thy brow brass. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it thee, lest thou shouldest say, Mine idol hath done them, and my graven image, and my molten image hath commanded them. Now, this is, this is not it. Go to chapter, Brother Dave, go to chapter 47. Okay. <laughs> chapter 47, verse 1. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans. That's not it. That's not it. 46. I cannot stand when this kind of stuff happens to me. I should have wrote it down. Didn't do it. Wrote down. I did write some things down, but not that part, because I said, oh, you'll remember that, Don. And I don't remember it. Oh, man. How do you spell Jeshura? You're sure that Jeshura is in there? 48 through 51. What did I? What in the world did I write that down for? So let's just we done read 48, right? Uh yeah. And uh, 49, start, right? Right. 49. Okay, just just keep on going. We'll we'll run across what I'm looking for between 48 and 51. Okay, I'll go to 50. Hopefully, if not, I will do so. I'll, I'll show y'all something anyway. Go ahead. Okay, verse 50. I mean, chapter 50, verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away? Or what what chapter is it? Excuse me, brother. I apologize. What chapter yes. is it? Chapter 50. Chapter 50. Okay, go ahead. Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. Wherefore, when I came, was there no man? 
When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that I cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and I make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He weakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from the shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, Ye shall lie down in sorrow. Amen. Pastor Don, I found uh, I found it in Isaiah 44. Found okay, brother. I was going to, while David was reading, brother Dave, I wouldn't throw. I was trying to get back my line of thought because it was very, it was just as clear as day this morning. And and I, until I find that verse, I can't continue with my train of thought. Chapter okay. 44. Okay, brother Chad. Uh, let me get there myself and and see it. So I can get my train of thought back. This is what happens when you don't get to study like you should, guys. I apologize, and I apologize for the program started. It was going to be a little messed up. Okay, yep, I believe this is it. Okay. <clears throat> Isaiah oh, yeah, just your run doesn't have a H in it. Huh? Yeah, just your run, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. There it is. I, I, I knew I wasn't wrong about that, but I didn't forgot how to spell it. Yeah, it's three times in Deuteronomy, once in Isaiah. Okay. Okay, so that means Israel. Okay. Yes, it does. And whenever the Lord talks about Jeshurun, he's always talking about Jeshurun to Israel being it is in a bad way. You find that out by reading Deuteronomy chapter 32. He brings up Jeshurun. Am I right? You saw one of those references in Deuteronomy 32, right? Yeah, 32 oh, and 33. Yeah, yeah. When he's bad-mouthing them, okay? Keep that in mind. Let's start at verse 1. Now maybe I'll be able to follow this thought through. Amen. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, 
and thou, Jesurin, whom I have chosen. Can you see a split? You see the difference? Yeah. Okay. Continue. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. One shall say... Watch verse 5, people. Watch verse 5. This is his salvation to these people above. Watch verse 5. One shall say, I am the Lord's. And another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. Ooh. And another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord and surname himself by the name of Israel. Do y'all see that? Do you wow. see, see the three categories? You see them? Let's spell it out. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not leave anything. You, it's a, is, it, Israel, they're in their prominence. They get the earth, folks. Now I'm going to tell you where this is all going. The other night when I gave that deal about the way it was going to be during the millennial reign and how the Lord was going to give the whole earth to the to the natural seed of Israel. Yes. And he was going to get New Jerusalem is the brides, the elect. Yes. And the rest of whatever there is there was going to anybody on the outside. That whole three categories is right in front of your face. It goes right along with what we read earlier when the Lord uses a whole chapter and brings in the whole wide world. And it pranks, it goes right along with John 3.16, but each category has special blessings that are different. Nobody, not a single 100% thoroughbred Israelite gets the same thing as a born-again Bible-believing, lost-their-identity Christian that is in Christ Jesus. They don't have the same promises, and you couldn't find the same promises with a promise machine. And if you can find them, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here till eternity, future, <laughs> till you find them. Please find them. All you people out there that think it's just all about Israelite, all you people that think that, I want you to find where the natural seed gets every promise that's given to the elect bride of Christ. That just doesn't make any sense. They're given a different place to live. They're given different promises. And, folks, I'll even give it to you. I'll give you, drop another little hint to you. We're the ones that eternal life is given to in the sense that you've heard for 2,000 years the preaching yeah. that's been preached to the church, the way Amen. it's been preached. With the new body, with the new body, they'll be like the angels in heaven. The people that get the earth don't get that. The millennial reign, there's nothing about that in the millennial reign. Now back to chapter 50, Brother Dave, and, and continue reading, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Go back um, to 50. I finished verse 50. You finished chapter 50? I believe so. Just Okay, chapter 51. Yeah. Peter's going slow here. Just, okay. 
Folks, no matter how, this is what happened with this, what happens with systematic theology. This, and, and let me explain what I'm talking about. Systematic theology is where you come up with an idea and you find all the verses that fit your idea and you ignore the others. <laughs> That's the problem with, with systematic theology. You never deal with the verses that make you that are blatantly calling that can't be right. You don't deal with those verses, and that's what that's what happened during the last two thousand years with mainstream Christianity. They got into systematic theology, and one branch would go over here and they'd find all these verses that fit their little pet doctrines, and they'd write books about it, and it got handed down to the church, and they they in other words they lost. Bible believing Christianity a long time ago. Amen. And that's what's happened. That that's what's caused all the different denominations like it has. And just to give you an idea, I've, I've mentioned this a thousand times. There wasn't but two here in America for years and years and years that that only two denominations: Presbyterian and Methodist. And then came along the Baptist. And that, that, but you folks think today that don't know church history that at one time, oh, there's, you mean that there's always been all that? No, there hasn't. But anyway, that's what systematic theology does. They'll get their, their certain number of scriptures. Say, see, we're using uh, more than one reference uh, in the mouth of three witnesses, and, and they'll totally ignore the scriptures that absolutely. Make their what they're teaching out of life, and that's what problems you run into. This book cannot have one contradiction in it, and be the word of God. Y'all understand? Amen. 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 If it if and that's the reason for allegorical interpretation entering in. That's the reason for multiple versions moving in, because if you can change a word, you can change a sentence. If you can change a sentence. You can change a chapter. You can change what the word's saying. And you can't do that and be a Bible believer. Every bit of this has came out of changing one word here and one word there. It all melds together. It all causes confusion, and God's not the author of that, is he? Right. Amen. He is not. Chapter 51, Brother David, let's read. Let's see. We read about verse 50. Halfway down through there, it goes into the millennial reign. I shouldn't. I, I now. I apologize for not having my mind set right when Dave was reading back. You might ought to read it again, Dave. Pastor, I think it might be uh, forty-nine. We okay. did. We only read the first couple of verses because we read forty-eight, but not forty-nine. Okay. In, in forty-nine, it's going to give you a little bit of the doctrine and what's going to take place during the millennium. Folks, it's going to talk about the Lord ruling. It's going to tell you about people bowing down to worship him that hate his guts. Ones that despise thee shall bow down at thy knee, at thy feet. What does it say in Revelation about those that call, claim they're Jews and are not? It says they're going to bow down and worship before you. That's correct. Am I right or wrong? Absolutely. <laughs> it's exactly That's what correct. it says. So let's go back to chapter 49, and we'll go through down through there, and I'll um, show you all some stuff. Okay, I did read all of chapter 49 and all of chapter 50. Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yes, you did. Sorry. 
Well, did I admit, did you go through what I just said and me and and I didn't hear it? Um, no, I read it all, but you were listening. You might have thought I was. <laughs> I'm owning up to trying to try to remember what I had. I was trying to find what brother. I Chad didn't found. read uh, chapter fifty-one yet, though. Okay, let's go ahead and go through fifty-one and see it there. And it's the whole layout of the millennial reign when he's ruling and people. Come. It the whole layout is in one chapter here in Isaiah that he talks about in Revelation twenty-two. I'm trying to tie this together for you to show you that the the comments that I made about. Um, the people coming, the nations coming in, partaking. It's all in Isaiah. Isaiah backs it up completely. So we'll go ahead and read this. Okay, Isaiah chapter 50. Yes, Isaiah chapter 51, verse 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit, with whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Okay. Glad- Everybody knows that the Edenic language is present both in Genesis and in Revelation 22, right? In other words, everything is anew. Everything's fresh, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. New heaven and new, new earth, okay? Yes. No more sin. No more No more tears, right? You follow my... Yes, yes. That's Edenic language. Continue reading. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for a law shall, go, shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. My righteousness is near, my salvation is gone forth, and mine arms shall judge the people. You see, the salvation is past tense. It's done gone forth, right? Yes, okay, yes. Okay, keep on reading. My salvation is gone forth, and mine arms shall judge the people. The isles shall wait upon me, and on mine arms shall they trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like a smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be for ever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. There, there yes. you go. There's Hebrews chapter 10. The, yes. the, they know the law because it's written inside of them. Continue on. Yes. Born of the Spirit of God. That's right. Fear ye not the reproach of men. Neither be ye afraid of their revilings, for the moth shall eat them up like a garment, and the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Awake, awake, 
Put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake, as in the ancient days, in the generations of old, art thou not it that hath cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? Art thou not it which hath dried the sea, the waters of the great deep, that hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou, who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and of the Son of Man which shall be made as grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, that hath stretched forth the heavens, and hath and laid the foundations of the earth, and hast feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as, as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive exile hasteneth, that he may be loosed, and that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread should fail. This context, but I am, excuse me, brother. This context is not what I'm looking for. I, I okay. don't know how we're how we're missing it. It's somewhere. Let okay. me just scroll on down here and look. But the Lord's done changed context twice in less than sixteen verses. He's changed the whole period of time in sixteen verses here. Let me see if he's going to change back again. A little lower. It, man, this makes me mad. Um, let me find a paragraph mark and see if it's there. Awake, awake. Jerusalem. Okay, just on, um, let's see, verse 17. Just keep, keep on reading here, brother. Okay. Start down at verse 17. Okay. Awake, awake. Stand up, O Jerusalem, which has drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. Thou hast drunken the dregs of the cup of trembling and wrung them out. There is none to guide her among all the sons whom she hath brought forth. Neither is there any that taketh her by the hand of all the sons that she hath brought up. These two things are come unto thee. Who shall be sorry for thee? Desolation and destruction and the famine and the sword. By whom shall I comfort thee? Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. They are full of the fury of the Lord, the rebuke of thy God. Chad, look up in the concordance. Those that despise thee shall bow at thy feet. Look up okay. that phrase. That's where I'm looking for. That's the context I'm looking for. They sure. that despise thee. That's right smack dab in millennial doctrine. The whole part of the chapter is about doctrine taking place, and it talks about the nations coming into the city. The whole thing is in that, that one chapter. I, folks, I apologize. You won't catch me, Lord willing, again like this ever again. Oh, it's understandable. It was a, a wild, wild week. 
Uh, it, it it has been wild, brother. That's for sure. <laughs> it has been wild. I well, I'm getting shell bowed down, as and that's why I thought it was maybe 49 because the context looked like it. I'll just read this verse. It's 23. And kings shall by thy nursing fathers and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of thy feet. Now, yeah, we read that. It looks yeah. put the word despiseth. You right. despiseth yes, thee, yes. and then tell me where that's at in Isaiah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, we've got 49 as well. Uh, him who man despiseth. To him who man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth. To a servant despiseth thee. Uh, those are the two words I'm looking to link together. Uh, or look, despise thee or despiseth, E-T-H. I've got despiseth. Uh, I have all of the despiseth without the thee. I can put despiseth thee. You know, sometimes this uh, concordance works strangely. Yes, it does. Or Brother Dave, look, look up, bow down. Before okay. thee. Okay. To him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhorreth, the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. I despise thee. shall bow down. So for bow down, I get 40. Or forty nine again. It'll be it'll be it'll be, it'll be an eth on the end of it, right? You got eth bowing. You always got to keep eth in mind dealing with the King James. That's where they always add that eth. You know, dry okay. boweth that kind of stuff. Okay, well they do have bow, but we'll check out. Okay, there's boweth in Isaiah chapter forty six. Okay, let me go. No. We're getting close now, maybe. And and two. Uh, okay, and 46 says, Bell, boweth down, Nebo, stupid. No, that ain't it. Yeah. How about Genesis? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, no, that wouldn't be it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in Genesis, brother. No, no. Hmm. What else is going on in, in that ver- in that uh, context that you're looking brother, for? Brother, it talks sure. about the people coming, uh, the captives being set free, it talks about the kings and, and uh, queens of the nations coming to thee, and it talks about the kings coming into the earth, coming into the city at this time. It it in the in the old in the context is talking about old Jerusalem, but in the in in the prophetical sense of the word, it's talking about the Lord sitting on the throne, ruling with His law, and the kings coming in, like it says, and the nations that. And the nations that um, well, yeah, we read that in Isaiah forty nine twenty three. I'll read it again. We read. Part. I'll start at verse twenty two. Isaiah chapter forty nine verse twenty two. Thus saith the Lord God: Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. 
They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Hmm. Was that it? I, that, that, that's, that's, part, that's part of it. Yes, it is. Amen. How about uh, Isaiah chapter 60? Chapter 60 is, is right smack dab millennial. That, that is definitely millennial. Go ahead. And and even the chapter, and I was going to take and show you that in the administrative, it's even got, um, well, I'm not going to go there. Just go to chapter 60, okay? Okay. Just arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, and they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. And the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud? Bingo. That's the verse I was looking for. Amen. This is showing the, admini- this is showing the administration of you. Who are these that fly? Ah. Go into the clouds. Remember, the new Jerusalem never touches the ground. Yes. Correct. The part about the administration of... The, oh, oh, you're talking about... Uh, Psalms chapter 100 through 104 talks all about the administration that takes place right now, what's going on with the Lord. And we're part of that. These people that are flying, who are these that fly through the crowds and as the dove to their windows? These windows have to do with the new Jerusalem. Continue on, brother. Verse 8, who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Therefore, Thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee... Does that sound familiar to you? It does. And the gates shall... Brother Dave, go to to, um, Revelation and and read it to them. The gates shall not be closed day nor night. Mm -hmm. Keep on reading, Brother Chad. Therefore thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. For the nation and the kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish, 
yes. Yes. <laughs> Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee. The fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together to, to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down. At there the it is. There it is. Verse. I told you it's there. There it is. <laughs> amen. Amen. Isaiah sixty fourteen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Folks, this is the problem with that, that, that with me anyway, okay? It, it's my problem. I just listen to the Bible, okay? I'm not sitting here looking at it, looking at the chapter verses or nothing. I just get it. I, if I hear something that the Lord impresses on me, I'll check. I, I'll sometimes check the chapter and write it down. Then I can go back and go through the context and put it together. Well, I didn't have... I'm, I'm sitting here making excuses for myself. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead, Brother Chad. There it is. The glorious verse, Isaiah 60, 14. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet. There you and go. And Revelation 3, 9 says that they're the, one, that the, the ones that say they're Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, I'll bring them before, they'll bow down before thy feet. Amen. Period. They don't, none of these people want to deal with those verses, brother. Nobody, continue on. And they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Amen. He's ruling from Jerusalem. He's ruling. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy One of Israel, is ruling. Has he ever ruled from David's throne yet, folks? No. Well, that's a, you know, that's a stupid, of course not. Unless you're Dabney and Hodge or some of those <laughs> post-millennial folks that believes he's ruling now spiritually. Good night. Then that's what they believe. Post-millennial people believe that this is the millennial reign, folks. And he's ruling from heaven. That's his spiritual kingdom. And, and there's, no, there's not going to be any literal rule from David's throne. Well, if, if that's the truth, then God lied. And I've taken you to the scriptures over and over and over again. We just went through one of them the other night. Christ has to rule from the throne of David on this earth. Or the book's wrong. Now, you can take your choice. Be like the rest of them, them post-millennialists. And, you know, and there's some good, I hate to say this, but it's true. There's some good brothers that are post-millennial. They love the Lord, too. And, and they're just deceived. They're not biblical literalists, and they, and they do not, they're not Bible believers. They pick and choose. It's systematic theology that ruined them. But continue to read, brother. Zion of the Holy One of Israel, whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee, I will make thee an external excellency, a joy of many generations. Thou shalt also suck the milk of the Gentiles, and shalt suck the breast of kings, and thou shalt know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Man, absolutely, 
and different privileges for different groups. Continue on. For brass, I will bring gold. And for iron, I will bring silver. And for wood, brass. And for stones, iron. I will also make thy offers. I will also make thy officers peace and thine exactors righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. Sound familiar? Continue on, brother. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light. Revelation chapter 20 through 22, folks. If you can't see that, you need eyes, spiritual eyes. We, Brother Dave's going to read it right now. Brother Dave. Okay, Revelation chapter 21, verse 22. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. See that? that, Did did you ever put the two together and look at the context of both of them? See, I I know you guys have because I've stuck it down your throat a million times. But I'm just saying, folks, that's the way you have to look at the book. And and you just can't take, take it like Moby Dick. I'm always using that book for reference because it's well known. Or all quiet on the Western Front, and put those chapters, the word of, the, put those chapters together and say this chapter has steadfastly got to be this. That's not the way the Lord writes. He writes in peace. He'll be going through a context, and be you'll get an idea. Then boom, he'll he'll go off in a different direction. That's why when he tells you exactly how to study his book. He tells you that exact same thing, that it's here a little and there a little. That's the way you learn knowledge and doctrine. Precept upon precept, context with context, precept with precept, line upon line, verse upon verse, here a little and there a little. That's what the book says the way you do it. That's the way you got to do it. And it don't matter if 50 million other people say different. That's not what the book says. You go with what the book says. I don't care who taught you the Bible. I don't care who, I don't care if it was your mama. You've got to go with what God says. Let's go there. Read it one more time. Isaiah 28, verse 8 and 9. Brother Chad. Okay. And then, Brother Dave, I want you to finish up that. Okay. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Yeah, we read about that previously in the other chapters. Go ahead. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but ah. they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. you go. Amen. And Brother Chad, before you go to chapter 22, Brother Dave, I want Brother Chad to read Isaiah 28 
and read what God himself says. I keep going back here because some of you downloaders keep forgetting this and going back to your old ways and going with just a piece here out of the Bible and then, oh, that means that's what the whole Bible's talking about. And it ain't done it. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, this is, just spend a few minutes. It's not that hard to memorize this one. Isaiah 28, 9 and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge? So just say, let me get there, brother. Go ahead. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. And I don't you ain't gonna get her. I'm not gonna let you off of it. Never. Because God's word is true from the beginning. Every one of his righteous judgments endureth forever. And Paul, all Paul does is flip it on you in First Corinthians chapter two and says, Natural man receiveth not the things that are natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. For the Holy Ghost teaches those things that, I'm paraphrasing now. I forgot the rest of that verse. The Holy Ghost teaches these things comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Spiritual with spiritual. What is spirit? Thy word is spirit. Amen. Once you throw away that this book is living, once you throw away that this book is just as prominent today and me and has revelation for you today as it did 2,000 years ago, once you leave those premises, you are headed down Primrose Lane for false doctrine and being led astray somewhere down the line. And I don't care if you, yes, I do care, but I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, you if you, as long as you'll adhere, to these simple principles. You might get mixed up a little bit, but the Lord's not going to shelve you because you're still trusting his word. You're still trusting what he says. Maybe he means something a little bit different than the way you're taking it, but he's not going to can you for it. Am I being clear, guys? Yes. Yes. Okay, Brother Dave, finishing Revelation now. We've read all this stuff, Brother Dave, is reading you in Revelation. We've read all already read it all tonight in Isaiah, whether you know it or not. Go read it for yourself, and then go to Revelation, and maybe you'll see it. Continue on, Brother Brother Dave. Revel- yes, Revelations chapter 22, verse 1. And he shewed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God, and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There's your them and, nations that's coming into this. That's them nations it's talking about. These kings coming in in Isaiah, folks. Go ahead. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Just like the Lord said, there'd be no bad stuff going on there anymore. Go ahead. Back in Isaiah, now he's he's reiterating it here in Revelation. Go ahead. 
and they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and there shall be no no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Amen. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. Now, and brother, the Lord, you must have missed that. These things are apocalyptic and figurative, and and highly <laughs> symbolic and mostly allegorical. Mm-hmm. Is that what that really said? No, but I'm sure there are a few who wish it did. <laughs> I'm sure there is, too, brother. Go ahead. Keep on reading. And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to shew unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which shewed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, For the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So somebody on the outside of the city only get to come into the city because they've been good little boys and girls and they only get their eternal life from partaking of a tree. Isn't that what that just said? Yes, it did. They were doing those commandments. That's right. And folks, the law of the house, and they were doing the law of the house of Isaiah, of Ezekiel, chapter forty through forty-eight. Yes. And you just cannot get away. It's a different ball game. It's different salvation way. Just like the Lord, He's a divider, folks. He's a divider with different reward, different amounts. For different peoples. So don't get all bent out of shape. Don't get all turned upside down over some of these. I, I, I don't even know how to be nice. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to leave it at that. But it's plain as day. How would uh, some of you downloaders that love to try to ridicule, not to my face, but ridicule me when, you're, when uh, I can't defend myself? Because you're gutless, you won't come on this program and do your bad-mouthing, where you know the sword is used all the time, not opinion. What would you do with that? You would say it was allegory. It's impossible that these people could get their their eternal life from a tree. Really, that tree must be Jesus Christ, and that fruit must be his blood. Is that what you're going to say? 
<laughs> well, uh, then automatically you've went against your law of Moses. Blood's forbidden before the law with Noah, during the law with Moses, and after the law in, it, in Acts chapter 15. What are you going to do? See, you've lost the game already. You can't even teach what you believe. It's literal, folks, because it seems like to me when it all began, it all got messed. It, it all started to buy a couple of trees anyway, didn't it? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all going to wind up with with a tree again, but the old bad tree's gone forever because all the tears are wiped away. And all the sadness is gone from up or us that live in the New Jerusalem. There'll be no more no more tears in there, folks. They'll all be wiped away. It didn't say anything about the earth though. The earth's given to Abraham's natural seed forever. The identity people, y'all want you still want to holler that be my guest. We didn't hit the chapters in Isaiah where it gave a lifespan on children and old men mm. during that time of the law of the house. Well, with us, there is no lifespan in the bride of Christ because we live forever and ever in a sinless body that flies through the air and can pass through walls and can eat whatever we want to and not have to worry about doing the Lord any injustice, don't have to worry about a thought, don't have to worry about sin anymore at all because oh, we have the mind of Christ and we can please our husband and our Savior without it, please him to the fullest in the way he deserves pleasing, in the way he really actually deserves service. It's the way it should be. He gave it all yes. so that we could give it all. And we will be able to someday. That's the way it's going to wind up, folks. Whether you like the way it sounds or not. He gave it all. And one day we'll be able to give it all and, and, and love every second of it. Because we're supposed to be in love with him, right? Amen. Yeah. Why do you think Paul was so adamant he wanted to throw a curse on everybody that did not love the Lord Jesus Christ? Everybody that gets caught up to the third heaven before there, it's their time to go, they all go apey about the Lord. They say, it, 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 it's just John did it in the book of Revelation. He got caught up when he penned the book. Paul got, when he came back, he was a suicidal maniac. He didn't care what he did, what he said. And that's the way you're supposed to live your life now. God hasten the day that we'll get that new body. God hasten the day that we'll be able to never have to worry about displeasing the one that gave every breath and every drop of blood for you and I. God hasten that day. Brother Chad, if you would, go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer. And before you do that, let me just say again, folks, this is scatterbrain tonight, and it's my fault. I apologize again. I know I keep doing it, and I'm serious because I don't believe in putting something together unless it's at least halfway done right. 
or to the best of my ability. But we've finally got a little bit of the thought across. I'll put it completely together with all the context, not out of context, all the context dealing with the millennium. Every context where those verses appear will be dealing with the millennial reign on out into eternity. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you exactly the way it is. And I'll have it put together and show you that truth and exactly how it ties in with Revelation in a future program. Go ahead, Brother Chad. Yes, Heavenly Father, we give you the glory, Lord. Yes. You shed your blood for us. You became sin for us. Yes, Lord. It's through you that we are saved, Lord, and have eternal life to look forward to. And whilst we're here, Lord, we're just so thankful for everything we have, from the shoes on our feet to our to our, to our precious teacher, our pastor, Don. Thank you for bringing him from that operating table, Lord, and, and, and working the miracle of prayer in, in him, Lord. Yes, Lord. And, 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 and our brethren, Lord. I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for Brother Dave and Brother Kevin. And, and tonight I see that Brother Brian and Papa Cat and Brother Pete are in there. So, so thankful for them. And I know Brother Tony Adams will be listening and all my thoughts and prayers for him and Sister Sue and Steve Lipsy, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for Brother Steve and his mother, Lord, whatever they need. I ask that you give it to them tonight, Lord. For all the brethren out there, Lord, those that download, those that have the Holy Spirit in them, Lord, those that, that come here for for the edification of the Holy Spirit, Lord, pray that, uh, that they be edified through the teachings tonight, Lord. Some really excellent, excellent moments tonight, Lord, in your word. It's, it's amazing that uh, so much can be revealed time and time again, Lord. It's it's amazing the way you work, and I'm so thankful that you've given us the Comforter, Lord, and the Teacher within that we'd be able to 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 learn more about you, Lord, and learn more about ourselves, who we are, and, and our responsibilities, Lord. For we know that too much is given, much is required, and that's why we're here, Lord. That's why we come here three times a week, and 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 we're tireless. It's not just the three times a week that we read that we read your word, Lord. Amen. It's every single day. It's in the morning. It's it's in the evening. It's in the middle of the day. I ask that you help us with our prayer lives, Lord. And forgive us our sins of today, and uh, convict our hearts, Lord, that we uh, never forget to to pray in your precious name of Jesus Christ, Lord. For you said all things, all prayers would be answered if we pray. According to your will, Lord, and yes, and we've seen evidence of, of you've answered our prayers many times, Lord, and we do we do take it for granted, and uh, we're all guilty of it, Lord. I feel convicted right now, Lord. I'm I'm just so so honored to be a part of you, Lord, to be inside of you, to be inside of you, our precious Lord Jesus Christ. It's it's an amazing place to be, Lord. It is, Amen. However long we're here, Lord. It's uh, you know you can you can never come too soon, Lord. But I know that you have your plans, and and uh, you're very very patient. And uh, we ask for ourselves to have that long suffering, Lord, too, because sometimes it can it gets a bit antsy down here, Lord. The way things are around us, we we want you to come sooner than later, but we know it's according to your time, yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Whatever it is that we need to do, Lord, we ask that you give us the strength, give us the wisdom, give us the wherewithal, Lord. You know, our passion is for you. We love you. There's n- there's <laughs> there's nothing else but you, Lord. You are the one and true Lord and Savior, the one that went to the cross for us, the one that died for us, that took what we deserve so that we may have everlasting life and reign and rule with you. When that day comes, it will be another glorious day, just as today is a glorious day, and this next moment is a glorious moment, and tomorrow is a glorious day, Lord. Every day we are in you. For you are the precious one. You are our Lord and Savior. In your name we pray of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And folks, listen. Some of you people that download this program, you may... That I understand this a lot of the way we talk sometimes seems like kind of a foggy thing. And that it's how in the world could they really, you know, maybe mean that? It's foggy even to us that say that, folks. The more and closer you get to the Lord Jesus Christ, the less fog, the less foggier it will get, I can assure you. Yeah. It drifts away and the smoke clears and you can see clearer and clearer. You can see that finish line clearer and clearer. Then that hole in the ground not such a bad place. <laughs> Doesn't scare you so bad. See? Then, hey, then by nature, hey, skin for skin, all a man hath will give for his life. But the more Christ becomes real to you, the more you want to be with him. The more you love him, the more you want to be with him. And if you love this world, and the majority of everybody that even claims to be Christian, they love this world more than they love him, if truth be known. That includes every one of us at times in our life. It's it's a growing process. And that and it's growing pains because it, it's pain that helps you grow. You'll understand. If you stick with the book, stay in the race, you'll understand. Or as the old song said, said we'll understand it all by and by. I appreciate you folks being there tonight. And uh, again, I'll reiterate how much I appreciate your wonderful prayers. I, I, I told somebody the other day that if you don't want, if you want to go home to be with the Lord, you better be serious about it before you ask my folks to pray for you because everybody we've asked that to happen to, you know what? They checked out. <laughs> Amen. I don't know if y'all remember that or not, but that's true. It is, yes. So you think about it. Right. I love you guys. I love you to death. So Lord willing, help permitting, I'll be here Sunday night, and we will pick up with Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, and review it, and then we'll be back in Genesis Monday. Good night, everyone. Lord bless each and every one of you. Brother Dave, you go ahead and give the contact information, and we'll close. Yes, contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334-397-2333. Again, that's 334-397-2333. Pastor Don's email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com.
And you can go to PayPal and enter this as Pastor Don's PayPal account. His email address is his PayPal account number, and it is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Remember in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Amen. And you can send your cards and letters and offerings as well to Pastor Don's home address. And his home address is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama. That's 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017, Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you very much, brother. And before before we get off here, uh, there's a, a, one prayer request I need to get out there. I gave my word, and thank the Lord he Put it back in my memory before we close. Uh, Brother Danny Peters has got uh, cancer of the throat. And it's malignant cancer, and they're they're killing him with radiation. And and, and y'all know how poison that mess is. So remember when him, when you pray, there's no specifics on the prayer. You know, pray the way you see fit. I would pray for healing. You know, I pray for him for uh, complete healing in him. But... I was asked by another brother in the Lord that we remember him tonight, so we are. Brother Danny Peters, please, okay? Yes. Yes. Okay, I appreciate that very much. Good night, everyone. Lord willing, we'll see you Sunday night. Good night. Good night. Eternity. Eternity. Time without end. What profit can there be? To gain this whole round world all your own. Then to step into eternity and find out there that you've lost your soul. Not one thing this world offers you in exchange for your soul can take your guilt away when time is no more. Jesus Christ is the only way. Reach out and believe. My friend, there's no chance in eternity to change your destiny. Life here is quickly gone, and your footsteps you can't retrace.
Destiny. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.